All right, here we go. Um, We're going to do a quick podcast today on uh, the Wonder Woman, the 2017 Wonder Woman film uh, starring, uh, is her last name pronounced Godot or Godot? I mean, I assume it's Godot, but she's Israeli. No, I don't think it's the French style. I think it's like Godot or Godot. I think you pronounce the T. Yeah, that was my question. So Gal Godot, Godot, Mm -hmm. um, and Chris Pine. Um, and apparently, like, Hollywood is banking on this movie to save the summer of 2017, because apparently nothing else is making money. And Alien, uh, the Alien Covenant movie, which they, I guess they were really counting on to make some money, is just tanking at the box office. And apparently this is making all the money. Well, I think it already it's already a success. This thing, oh yeah, this thing is a big success. So this is a, a DC film, not a Marvel film, and it's very, very much in the Zack Snyder uh, universe and it actually Zack Snyder helped write it, um, and it has uh, definitely a, a, a DC feel to it for better or for worse. Um, well, you got to throw a little sunshine on somebody besides Marvel. Well, I, I think DC has sort of struggled in in the movies in the way that Marvel Marvel struggles were earlier, and then when they figured out the formula, they're just doing it over and over and over. Whereas I think DC has sort of struggled to find a tone and. Uh, and for example, when you compare this to the two Superman movies, um, you know, this is a little lighter and there's more use of humor. And it's not just a bunch of sort of like muscular guys gnashing their teeth. Right. This is a hot chick gnashing her teeth. Well, and well, it's not so much as she's gnashing her teeth, but she's sort of a like an incredibly, unbelievably like spinal tap 11 out of 10 attractive female who I, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but like the woman, like she can really act like she's really the center of this film and she holds it together, recognizing it's very much a superhero movie. But I was strongly reminded of Christopher Reeve's portrayal of Superman and Clark Kent. And for example, there are long sort of like humorous scenes of her walking around London and sort of doing the fish out of water business where she has to sort of go from Paradise Island where she runs around in armor all day, you know, to walking the streets of London uh, in World War One in appropriate clothing and dress. Like, like, and there's a lot of humor. They, there's a scene where they take her to uh, what's supposed to be Selfridges. They never say it, but it's supposed to be Selfridges department store, and she has to find clothing. Like, like that was absent in the prior Zack Snyder outings that I think I think kind of like gives the audience a little breather because a lot of this movie takes itself extremely seriously. Um, but she's good. Like you, you can't say anything other than the fact that she's good and she holds it together and she's the center of the movie. She's on screen for almost every second of this film and she carries it. Hmm. Um, Chris Pine, uh, plays Steve Trevor. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, I'm not a Chris Pine fan. I don't like what he did with Kirk. Like, it's kind of hard for me to get past his portrayal of Kirk in the J.J. Uh, Abrams verse. Um, and I really didn't you like the him ones at- that everybody loves. Right. Everybody loves except people who grew up watching Star Trek, basically. Like us. Um, right. Exactly. Remember, my, my uh, Native American name has watched too much Star Trek. We can't forget <laughs> that. Um, what was I going to say? But, you know, when I saw... Um, when I saw um, he did that movie um, where they rescued the guys on the ship, uh, The Finest Hours. And that was kind of the first time I saw Chris Pine in a movie where he kind of wasn't playing kind of an arrogant jerk. 
Uh, and I thought, oh, a, a tiny bit of range. And then this is this is the role he plays here. He kind of portrays Steve Trevor as sort of like a sort of not cynical, but sort of war weary guy. Like he's a spy. Like he sort of recognizes that being a spy is not so lofty. Um, and he doesn't have the greatest feelings about people, although he's not totally cynical. Um, and he handles he handles both his sort of action scenes and his comedy scenes pretty well. He's got a couple of pretty funny bits. Um, so I, you know, again, I'm not a not a Chris Pine fan, but I think he 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 pulls it off. Um, the thing that really interested me is that this movie is directed by Patty Jenkins, who I bet you've never heard of. No. Because no one has. I mean, like, I don't understand how she got this movie. This is her, this is her second directorial outing. Like, how do you get a hundred plus million dollar project dropped in your lap when you've directed one other movie 14 years ago? Interesting. She directed Monster, um, which with the Charlize Theron movie about oh. Lee Warnos, which is a really good movie. But I mean, that's a long gap. And in between, she's only done a little bit of TV work. So she must have done something else in Hollywood. I don't, there's no other way that you could get a project like this. Yeah, it's got to be. It's, I don't and know. She must have also like agreed to whatever, you, not just salary wise, but also like must have agreed to oversight tons like maybe more than average or maybe film by committee more than average or something yeah i don't know and apparently she's already signed on as a director of the untitled wonder woman sequel wait they're making um, a sequel who would <laughs> who would predict that <laughs> well i know a superhero movie franchise they'll never make any money um so, I mean, this is basically, you know, it's the Wonder Woman origin story with the first adventure tacked on. And it's a long movie. Like, uh, I mean, it's long. It's, it's over it's two, two hours. Two hours and something. Two yeah, hours it's two and hours and change. But, I mean, it's, it, it's, it's, you know, it starts off with her as a little kid. It's kind of the whole story. And then after about 30, 20, 30 minutes, Steve Trevor enters the picture and sort of, you know, starts to drag the citizens of Paradise Island into the the conflict raging around them that they're completely unaware of because they're sort of protected on Paradise Island. Uh, you know, it's funny, like, I kept thinking of Fantasy Island. Whenever they would say Paradise Island, like, <laughs> it would be funny if they had, like, Mr. O'Rourke wandering around. <laughs> I am your host, Khan <laughs> Noonien Singh. <laughs> the plane. I think he committed suicide, Hervé Villachey. He, he did. That's kind of a, it's kind mm, of depressing. It is. But we digress. Um, Him and Gary Coleman. That's another depressing But Gary one. Coleman didn't commit suicide. He didn't, but he died in a very ignominious way. I have a funny story about Gary Coleman. We're getting away from Wonder Woman, but I actually was once leaving our airport here, and I was walking out of the airport to my car, and this guy was walking to me, and I thought I knew him, and I was looking at him, and I was like, I know this guy. Where do I know this guy from? And it was Gary Coleman. <laughs> and like, I walked right past him, and I gave him a little nod and a wave, and he gave me a little nod and a wave. So I have, I have, I have non-verbally interacted with Gary Coleman in real life. Uh, nice. but this, is, this was probably about a year or two before he died. So he didn't really look like Arnold Drummond very much anymore. I know. He looked like a dude on hemodialysis. <laughs> He looked like that then too. Um, so anyway, but to get back to uh, to get back to Wonder Woman, um, you know the the effects are good. Like they do a good job of making it feel like you're um, 
you know, you're in World War One. There's a lot of good costume and set work. Uh, for most of the movie, and I'll talk about this in a minute, the CGI is not too egregious. I mean, she does have superpowers. I mean, she's not actually a superhero. Technically, she is a god. Um, <clears throat> um, and, you know, like I saw this with a, a mixed group of adults and and teens and smaller kids and everybody liked it like everybody walked out feeling like they had a good time with it and i was looking at the crowd as we walked out and everybody liked it like they they kind of they got a nice broad tone you know well but that's that's the ultimate goal of, of success of any movie that's made any big hollywood picture that's made now because if they can crack out of the 12 year old demographic then, then they can really the movie will break out and people will actually make a trip to the theater and leave the couch and go you know pony up eleven bucks. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I and they got that right. And for example, like, um, you know, like I don't know if you saw Batman versus Superman. I'm embarrassed to admit that I did see it. Um, and like that's a good example of getting the tone wrong. Like it was just, it was not fun at all. My, my, my daughter who's small said to me, when we walked out that movie didn't make any sense. And I was like, you're exactly right. You know, that movie didn't make any sense. And it, you know, it took itself super seriously. Whereas this, they got the tone better. Um, have you seen the Zack Snyder Superman movies, Man of Steel, et cetera? Um, I don't think I saw Man of Steel, but didn't he make, wasn't there one before that or something? There's, no, he didn't make um, the one before that, no. There's there's two of them. There's two um, Henry Cavill Superman movies. No, I don't think um, I saw them. They're they're okay. They're not great. They're just they're they're just um they're just kind of grim. Like they're I don't know. Like you know, like but like for example in, in the Richard Donner Superman, you know, you have sort of like you know, there's humor from Luthor and his colleagues, and you know, there's sort of humor that's tongue in cheek with you know when he has to play Clark. Like they did some of that here, you know. And it has and, sort of a more hopeful tone, right? Whereas, you know, I I think they they went the Batman route, you know, because Batman went dark first, and it was sort of a trendsetter, right? And then I think they figured we'll make DC dark and we'll let's do a dark Superman. And they did uh, right. the earlier one was dark. What was the, the dark Knight or whatever? Well, the dark Knight is the, well, the dark Knight's the second Nolan film, but I believe that the three Nolan Batman films are technically not considered canonical in the DC universe. They're kind of their own separate thing. Who ruled on that one? No, I just, I don't, cause they just, they don't fit exactly. Like they, they just are sort of a separate thing. And for example, like the Batman and like Ben Affleck's Batman and Batman versus Superman is not really Christian Bale's Batman and the Dark Knight films. Hmm. Like, I, I, I think it's, it's similar, but not the same. Um, and you I know, they how had, many people have played Batman. I know. It's really incredible. Right. Well, the joke is that like, you know, the curse of, uh, the curse of Superman, like uh, there's kind of a semi curse of Batman too, you know, um, you know, you, you can end up Adam West. <laughs> well, he didn't do so badly. <laughs> Come on, chum. <laughs> he had a great career in the Simpsons later. <laughs> right. Playing Adam West. Um, right. I like him in Robinson Crusoe on Mars, but we digress. Um, but, you know, it's interesting. I was thinking about this, whereas like Batman and Superman and Spider-Man have literally been done to death 
there's really been very, very little Wonder Woman for decades, right? And mm-hmm. for example, you know, you and I are old enough that Linda Carter for for decades has been Wonder Woman in the mind of Americans, right? Or maybe even people around the world. Do you know what I'm saying? Sure. Um, whereas, um, you know, like, for example, a lot of people don't remember that, I think, didn't Kathy Lee Crosby play uh, Wonder Woman in a movie once? You know, like, like people have just forgotten about that. Like, it was just, it was just Linda Carter for years and years and years. Um, yeah. So she didn't really have any competition. You know what I'm saying? Like, she's sort of able to bring the bring herself to the role and make the role fresh, especially for, you know, anybody pretty much under the age of 40, because people under the age of 40 don't even know who Linda Carter, you know, is anymore. They don't know who right. Linda Carter is Wonder Woman, even though she was a huge star at the time. Um, so, you know, that gives them an advantage. Like, Wonder Woman has not been just beaten to death. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they're probably still showing the Linda Carter Wonder Woman's all over the world because they, they show ex- them. They, they show them on like Me TV. Yeah, they show them on Me TV. Um, every once in a while, I'll flip around and there will be a little, a little Wonder Woman on. I'm a cord cutter, so I don't even know what Me TV is. Oh, it's just it's basically like some bottom feeder channel that shows like the worst reruns you could imagine, like westerns from the '50s, basically. Mm. <laughs> You know, like, like, you know, the, the June 3rd, 1962 episode of Wagon Train. Like, if you're interested in that, it's on, <laughs> it's on me TV, you know, or Tarzan. That's one of my like, favorites. Tarzan, right? Tarzan from the 60s. Um, and then I'll tell you my only big criticism about the film. I don't know. Well, I don't want to say too much because I don't want to say it as a spoiler, but I think that they could have cut the whole last 15 minutes, like the whole last 15 minutes they didn't need and it's too reminiscent to the end of batman versus superman uh i'm not going to give a ton away but it's just a sort of mind-numbing cgi drenched fight that doesn't really fit with the rest of the movie um Mm. and if they had cut out the last 15 minutes they could have had a darker and more satisfying ending i think but i don't know like I imagine a lot of people want the great big CGI slam down because they're used to it from Transformers and every other movie. But I I was literally thinking like, I'm always worried, do they get the ending right? Do they get the ending right? And I kind of felt like they blew the ending, although they had a decent coda scene after the ending. But I felt like they literally could have cut the last 15 minutes out and ended on a much more ambiguous note. And it would have been better. And it would have it would have also set them up for a little more room going forward. Like they could have, give them more freedom to go different ways, but I don't want to say a ton, but from my point of view, the whole last fight scene didn't need it. Could have dropped it. Okay. So this one's a go see for the entire family. Yeah, I think so. And again, you know, like, you know, this isn't, you know, this isn't Julius Caesar. This isn't, you know, Marlon Brando and Julius Caesar. It's not that, but it's also not, it's not Batman versus Superman, which I think most people thought correctly was a bomb. You know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't fun and didn't didn't make any sense and wasn't internally consistent. Like, like this is a very very good popcorn movie. Awesome. All right. Anything else you want to add on our our quick foray into Wonder Woman? Nope. We're looking forward to the sequels. <laughs> All twelve. 
By the way, you know, Kathy Lee Crosby is out there like, how come nobody remembers my Wonder Woman? Well, Linda Carter's like, how am I going to make those like um, reverse mortgage commercials now? Well, you know, no one's going to remember me. Last comment, the entire movie, I was waiting for the Linda Carter cameo. Like, I just thought she's going to be in it. She's going to be in it. She'll be on Paradise Island. She'll be be like someone in England. Like, they'll find a way. And then the movie ended and she wasn't in it. And I was like, huh, Mm. they didn't throw Linda Carter in. It was interesting. It's not very nice. They're not following the rules. (laughs) Right, exactly. You know, you got to have the little wink, wink. All right. Strangely enough, Stan Lee was still in it. (laughs) (laughs) But no, Stan Lee is... Is Stan, Stanley's Marvel. He, he is. I know. Yeah. I'm kidding. He warmed himself in. <laughs> By the way, Stan Lieber. <laughs> That's his real I name. know. <laughs> of course. All right. We should break. All right. See you next time. All right. Thanks. Thanks.